Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Water Cooler, the world's most statistically average sports podcast, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Check us out today at Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V. My name is Ryan Saber, the most electrifying voice in sports information, and with me, as always... Oh, it's me. It's me. It's Lukey. See, I needed a cigarette last week after those football games. What are we talking about today? It's going to be a quick one. We're going to do a little bit of a recap on last week. We're recording a little late this week, so everybody's probably sort of over or has has seen a lot of insight yeah. on the games from other people. So we'll just do a quick one and we'll talk a little bit about the games upcoming and then. That's it. We'll talk about championship weekend and then we'll wrap it up. You good? Let's do it. Before we get into the show, word from our sponsor. The NFL playoffs are here. BetOnline.ag remains your number one spot in 2022 with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. All right. Tough week last week, one and two. We were on a roll there for a while, but we came back to earth last week. We are currently sitting at 38 37 and one so far this season and we're running out of chances to make that number bigger but we got two games this week and then we got another game obviously the big game coming in a couple weeks what do you got this week well i hit the over last week riding with uh those two cyborgs playing quarterback there's a couple more good ones here i'm going with the over again give me over 54 at the kansas city uh cincinnati game you got the under (laughs) So I got San Francisco plus three and a half at the Rams. Like it. And I got the under 54 Bengals and Chiefs, but I will say that has moved. It started at 55. It was 54 and a half. Now it's 54. So that tells me that the public is going under on it and it's moving in that direction. So let's go ahead. Let's take mine off the board. Let's go with the over because I went back and forth on it. Okay. It's not like it wasn't an easy one. So we're going to, our official picks this week, San Francisco plus three and a half at Rams over 54 Bengals at Chiefs. It's a new year with a new updated desktop and mobile website. Sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. That's B-L-E-A-V. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite favorite sports bet online it's where the game starts all right let's do a little bit of a recap on the divisional round we don't have to kind of go game to game or anything like that just what were your biggest takeaways from the amazing weekend of football we had last week you know saturday the football itself the quality of the football was a little rough but the games down to the wire each of them you know i, t- I talked about this last week about uh you know, Zach Taylor having a huge mismatch with the coaching, and that was not the case. You know, I, I'm not saying Zach Taylor was good. I'm saying Mike Vrabel was that bad. You know, he'd stuck with his game plan pretty much throughout the year. I'm not going to kill him, but, you know, that's what worked. It's what got him there. Actually, you know, it's not because Derrick Henry, you know, was out for for two months, three months of the season. So, you know, the fourth down calls were, were weird. The third down calls, I just thought he managed to really where he punted from, I think, 
the Bengals side of the field. I'm pretty sure he did that last year too. Oh God. It was so, so yeah, it was just, it was really just a really kind of a gross coach game, but, but it was entertaining. And I talked about it, you know, I, I, I just felt that chase and Burrow had a special connection and I felt that they were going to be able to make that, make that presence felt. And they did, you know, with the, with the, the long reception down the sideline there on the out that uh, Burrow threw well before chase had even broken out of his, uh, his route and um, that put him in the field goal position for apparently, you know, the, the division has two Justin Tuckers now, Evan McPherson. So, so yeah, kudos to the Bengals for making it. You know, I, I don't, I think it was a pretty poorly coached game on, on both sides, but uh, Chase and Burrow just seem to have the special connection. And uh, you know, that was evident. That's all I really got for that game. I, and Saturday too. I mean, we can talk about Aaron Rodgers if you want um, 10 points at home. You know, that's the first real time it was a letdown. I know that he's had losses at home in playoff games, but it's the first time that he kind of failed to perform. And other losses, you know, he had led game tying and game, uh, you know, game leading drives and never got the ball back and lost games before. But really, he had not done anything, you know, where he only scored 10 points. And we, we could talk about the special teams because, you know, they blocked a point. They scored, what, six six points on offense that the, the Niners did. I mean, if you're Aaron Rodgers, you have to win that game. Um, Weather wasn't great. No, it wasn't. It it's wasn't, especially like, in this. It's not like Jimmy Garoppolo outplayed Aaron Rodgers. Both quarterbacks, right. both offenses in general had tough games. So, yeah. Um, and then, you know, we, we, we get to Sunday and uh, that first game, you know, the two most unsafe leads in sports is 2 nothing in hockey and 27-3 versus Tom Brady. <laughs> he finds a way. That I mean, I, I can't believe that they even got it tied. Uh, it took four turnovers. And, you know, I, I, I've been I, w- I wouldn't say I've been hard on Matthew Stafford. I had him in, in you know, my top half of, of, of quarterback grades, but he made he made a great play. He made a great play, got him into field goal range for the win. You know, I still don't think that that's a tremendous upgrade from 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 what Jared Goff had given him, especially in the year that they went to the Super Bowl. So, I mean, a lot of people taking Stafford victory laps this week on Twitter. And, you know, look, I said it was an upgrade. You know, I, I'm not I'm not taking an L here. I mean, Derek Goff got into the Super Bowl as well. And then I don't know what we can say about uh, that Chiefs-Bills game, which hasn't already been said. I mean, you know, a record was 25 points scored after the two-minute warning. Just, I mean, just haymakers, just haymakers from each side. If you're in the AFC, I don't know. I don't know what you do because, like, I don't know how you're beating those two guys over the next, you know, eight to ten years. I mean, they're not going to win them all. Someone's going to slip through at some point. There's There's injuries and stuff, and... But my God, that is just that's just so fun to watch. Just the way that, that both of them play, just fearless and perfect. I mean, like they didn't turn the ball over. It sucks that once somebody had to lose this game, you know, it sucks for Josh Allen. And and like I this was kind of a straw man going around on Twitter that, like, oh, it's quarterback loss, you're gonna kill Josh. I'm like, no, no, Josh Allen was fucking amazing. I, I mean, if a quarterback plays that way, he wins, he wins the game what? Nine times out of ten, that's just that's just the the one the the only one. I mean, even even if you're going against Patrick Mahomes ten times, I mean, ninety nine ninety nine out of a hundred, I would say. yeah, just insane, just just insane from both sides. Multiple times, I thought each team was dead. I think you know everyone did. I, I don't know what else there is to say about it. it. Was just that was just incredible football. I'll find a way to say something else. Uh, the big takeaways for me: no number one seeds, no MVP favorites. And no coach of the year front runners in the championship games. 
all of the people that fall into those categories, the number one seeds obviously being Green Bay and Tennessee, the MVP favorites being Rodgers and Brady's, the coach of the year frontrunners being LaFleur and Mike Vrabel, none of those teams advanced, which I don't know if they keep stats on things like that, but I would argue that that's probably the first time something like that has happened. It was unique to me. It looked like the teams that had time off had the buy did not benefit from the buy, which is an interesting piece in itself. Uh, Kansas city was the only home team to win and they did it by the skin of their teeth. The road teams were markedly better. You know, only favorite to win too. And as you mentioned, you know, they kind of, they kind of really weren't a favorite because they, they were a point and a half at home. And, and yeah. that Vegas seems to think that, that, uh, you know, that, that would make the bills that they, they, they thought the bills were the better team. Yeah. I very rarely am sort of a, a prisoner of recency, right? I very, very rarely do I have a recency bias. And I don't think that the next statement I'm about to make is a result of recency bias. I think Sunday was the best playoff football in a single day that I've, that I've ever watched. Uh, neither game ended the way I would like it to end. I would have loved to have seen the Bills and the Bucks win because I found myself sort of rooting for those teams, obviously the Brady factor. And then, um, you know, the Bills were just, it was, it was awesome to watch. Uh, but I'm glad, the one thing I am glad about is I'm glad my team wasn't involved in any of those games. I don't think I could have, like if, if, the, if that was the Browns and the Chiefs and we were going back and forth and the Browns end up not winning in a game like that, I don't know how you recover from that. I feel terrible for Josh Allen. I feel terrible for the teams. I feel terrible for the, the fans of Buffalo. I just, I'm, I'm really happy. That's the one thing I was thinking about after the game. I was just like, and it was funny because Courtney was laying in bed playing this game on her phone and she's like did they score again did they score again did they score again and i'm like yeah every time i'm like yes 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 so it was it was unlike anything i've ever seen before two major takeaways josh allen i think josh allen on sunday night and on monday despite all the praise he was getting was a victim of a predetermined bias that Pat Mahomes is a better quarterback than he is without a doubt, without a doubt. I thought Josh Allen outplayed Patrick Mahomes. There's just no, there's no doubt in my mind, Patrick Mahomes. I would, if I was giving out game balls in that game, I would have given it out game balls to the chiefs offensive line to Travis Kelsey and to, Tyreek Hill because without Tyreek Hill that doesn't even that doesn't even happen his speed is just so much different than everybody else Josh Allen made Gabriel Davis a fucking household name and a playoff legend so what I would say is and I know you don't agree with this and I know a lot of people don't agree with this but people are sort of stacking the deck when they think about kind of the performance of that game and how it impacts the overall ranking of those quarterbacks because they already had Pat Mahomes ranked higher. I believe, and I told you this on Sunday, I believe right now that Josh Allen is the best quarterback in the AFC. And without a question, he has moved up 
my quarterback power ranking. He will be in tier one. He is an absolutely amazing player. I also believe for all the Browns fans out there and Browns media and things like that, that are sort of heartbroken that the Browns took Josh Allen instead of Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen would not have made it through the, the Hugh Jackson and Freddie kitchens years. Now you can argue and say, you know, maybe Josh Allen wouldn't have had the relationship with Freddie kitchens and maybe they wouldn't have promoted kitchens from offensive coordinator to head coach. And maybe they would have brought Stefanski in a year early who know that who knows that's a lot of woulda, coulda, shouldas, maybes, but I would urge Browns fans to sort of pump the brakes a little bit and just tell you that your organization at the time, I don't know if he would have been able to survive. And last but not least, and I tweeted this, kickers still matter. I wavered for a while. I was I was influenced. I was bullied by my co-host on this show. I was bullied into thinking for years, just constant berating that kickers don't matter and field goals don't win games. But all four of those games, without a kicker who is adverse to pressure, the teams don't win because you forget Harrison Bucker had to hit a, a field goal to send that game to overtime. Having a kicker that can kick in the clutch and make it happen still in big games matters. So I'm not attacking you by any means because you certainly don't you don't make decisions for me, so I'm not saying it's Luke's fault. But what I'm saying is, is that I have officially and forever gone back to kick the field goal status. That's sad because a couple <laughs> things there. I've never once in my life said kickers don't matter. I said kicking field goals in goal and in, in red zone possessions matter. The only time you should be kicking field goals is in every position that they did for for winning games. Now, if we take a look real quick at that Cincinnati-Tennessee box score. I'm surprised uh, you took more issue with the kicker statement than you did with the Josh Allen stuff. I mean, he definitely didn't completely outplay him. I mean, the numbers the numbers say are they're slight, slight, slight lean towards Patrick Mahomes. I mean, just insane. Between them, they combined for 60% completion, Bro. 707 yards and seven touchdowns, 18 carries, 137 yards and another touchdown. You didn't even hear Stephon Diggs' name until the two-point conversion at the end. Like... Who cares? Because the Chiefs are doing a good job on him. And, and I understand. Gabe Davis. I understand. Davis is the number two wide receiver. I'm not saying that Patrick Mahomes isn't good. What I'm saying is without a without an athlete like Tyreek Hill, they don't get in that position. Without a player like Travis Kelsey, they don't, they're not able to move the ball in in that 13 second span. So yeah. Sure. I just think it's a little absurd to say he hands down outplayed him because like by all evidence, we have he didn't. But um, it's my opinion. It is. It is. It is. And um, again, kickers do matter. You should be kicking field goals when the game, like when the, when you have no other options, when it's to tie or to take the lead, and there's no time left on the clock. You know? Do you think that at the, in the first quarter, if the Bengals hadn't kicked two red zone field goals, they 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 would have won the game? Wouldn't even have to kick the field goal. You know. Same goes for uh, the Packers at the end of the first half. Score a touchdown there. They had to kick a field goal. You know, that's that's my problem. Score the touchdowns early. You don't have to worry about kicking a field goal late. Who's the best kicker in the draft? I say we draft him in the third round. Let's just start. Let's just start using a kicker in the high draft round. picks on on kickers. That's where I'm at. I'll just I'll just move full time to the Chiefs. Four years starting, hosting his fourth consecutive AFC championship game. I mean, 
Good God. Yeah, I mean, Good Tom, Tom Brady left the AFC. I think there's a piece there. That's and, fair. It's, it's only two playoff losses. And, Tom Brady. you know, there, there's that's a factor. And I would say some of the young, the dude's got unbelievable weapons. He is a remarkable, remarkable quarterback. He is one of the best quarterbacks we have ever seen. But I heard guys on ESPN and Fox on Monday calling him Michael Jordan. That is lunacy. It's lunacy. And I just need people and everybody to kind of take a step back and uh, uh, don't allow your predetermined bias. Don't allow your predetermined bias for Patrick Mahomes let don't let it jade your view of what Josh Allen did on Sunday. No, that's fine. I, I think it might be. I think it might be lunacy to to put Michael Jordan in Patrick Mahomes category. It took Patrick Mahomes like six years to win a title, or Jordan six years to win a title. You know this guy. This guy's a, this guy's a pencil in every single year for the AFC Championship game. It's insane. So on to better news. Real quick on the water cooler challenge, the 49ers secured my second straight victory. So I want to say thank you to Jimmy Garoppolo because I was biting my fingernails. I was doing the math and trying to figure out if Green Bay won that game. I don't think there was. I think that actually was the deciding factor. So regardless, yes, I had Chiefs. Yeah, because I had Chiefs of Bills. So so we both are going to we both are going to have a team advance the Super Bowl this year. And then one of us will get five points. But I'm still sitting with a nine point lead. So, so I, I should like, have changed it back. I should have kept it at 15 points and I'd have had a chance. I mean, you just got a little nervous about the 50 point shellacking I gave you last year. Look, I'll take nine or, or, or excuse. I'll take 14 or four. Either way, I'm good. Uh, but that that secures my my third straight overall and my second in the NFL. And uh, if we're if we're if we're taking victory laps here, the Chiefs went ahead and secured my pick'em win. So technically, that's not true. Patrick, that's not true. You can you can still tie. We can tie. We can tie. But we're going to take the same teams here. I don't know. Maybe we won't. Maybe. Hope, right. you're, gonna, Maybe you're gonna take the won't. Bengals. You're gonna take the Bengals, and the Chiefs are gonna win. So either way, Patrick Mahomes is, is clear in the okay. way for me. So let's move to next week. Let's talk about Championship Sunday. In most years, it's like the best weekend of football. We and we wait for it all year. But after last week, you know, it's just like, oh man, there's more football this week. Woohoo! <laughs> I don't know if just because of the emotions that we had last Sunday and the overall feeling that we had, you know, there's, it's just a little bit of a, of a, of a natural letdown that's coming. So let's do a pick them and then give a little bit of insight on each one of the games. As I said, I went Oh, and four last week. I did not pick one game, right? You went two and two last week. And those two just happened to be the two we were against each other. So the ones that we agreed on, we both lost. So right now, you are at 43 and 32. I am at 40 and 35. The best we can do is tie and believe, believe it. The best I'm the, I'm going to do everything I can to make that happen. So Bengals at chiefs chiefs minus seven, just some thoughts on the game and who you think is going to win. Yeah. We saw this game. I think it was week 17. Um, yeah. What? Like three or four weeks ago. 
Mm-hmm. Kansas City was, um, you know, they, they still had something to play for. So it's not like this was a complete write off for Cincinnati. They were still, or I'm sorry, for Kansas City. They were still playing for uh, to keep that one seed. Cincinnati, as we know, was playing to to clinch the division and, and take a take a week off before they played Cleveland uh, in, in the season finale. So they had a little bit more to play for. And, um, you know, Joe Burrow does what Joe Burrow does in in winter go home games. He was awesome. They came back. They were down, I think, 14 nothing early. Not the first time that's happened to them. And, and they just stayed the course. And this is not my take. This is a take from from Ryan Rossillo. He talks about this. Joe Burrow is going to do everything he can to come back. He's not going to, he doesn't worry about his stats. He doesn't care. And they're good anyway. His stats are good anyway. You get a guy like that Browns Twitter seems to be infatuated with right now, a guy like Kirk Cousins who gets down. He's still dinking and dinking. He's still looking out. He's still trying to complete 70% of his passes. He's not going to put the ball in any kind of danger. He does nothing for you. You're not getting that from, from Joe Burrow. So no matter what the score is on Sunday, at any point in the game, I don't, I don't, I'm not counting Cincinnati out. Um, seven is awfully, awfully steep to me as, as the point spread. I was a little surprised when I saw it was seven points. I thought it'd be, you know, closer to, to three and a half or four. It's really, Michael, really surprised. It's, you got that. Michael Jordan out there. So why wouldn't it be? That's true. So, so maybe I shouldn't worry about it. We got better than Michael Jordan out here. So yes. yeah, I, I think, I think, I think Kansas city is going to win. There's just something special about that, that home field advantage for them. This will be his third year out of four years. Doesn't have to worry about Tom Brady anymore this year. This is the only person he's ever lost to in the playoffs, only quarterback. But I think, you know, we talked about it last week. You, you, you said you thought the Bengals were not a good football team. I said that I thought they were. I think that, the, you know, this week for sure, that the, the coaching difference is for sure going to outshine the, the Bengals. I think Zach Taylor is just too much Andy to Reed overcome. was terrible last week. He was all right. He wasn't great, but he wasn't terrible. And he gave him the Grim Reaper line. I mean, that's it. He, that's he total sealed bullshit. it for him. Total bullshit. That's a total lie, made, it, made up lie. When it's Grim, be the Reaper, baby. That's that's the new that's the new show motto. When it's Grim, be the Reaper. That's a total and, made up lie. Andy Reid did not say that. And Patrick Patrick Mahomes is the Grim Reaper. So yeah, I do think Cincinnati's going to win. I don't think we're going to get a game that looked a whole lot like last week. But that connection with Burrow and Chase is something special. I don't want to take it in the, uh, you know, I'm going to give a bonus pick. I don't want to take it in the open because I don't want to spoil anything. But yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to take the points here. I want Cincinnati plus seven points in Arrowhead. So I'm taking the Bengals. I think the Bengals are going to win. And I didn't want to bury the lead on this because I have a lot of negatives to say. The Bengals offensive line was atrocious last week. It was atrocious. They gave up nine sacks. I mean, Joe Burrow's like the first quarterback in like 40 years to win or something when, or something like that when you get sacked. I think only one years. other. I think it was like uh, Steve McNair or like Randall Cobb or something. No, it was, it was Donovan big... McNabb. McNabb, okay. It was against it was like one... the Rams or something back in the day. So that offensive line is going to have to play a lot better. And oh, by the way, my boy Jeffrey Simmons, three sacks, three tackles for loss, wreaked havoc. I love that dude. You know, he's certainly had some character issues or whatever, but he was great. The Chiefs, I could see them experiencing a little bit of a letdown. You know, it's tough to win that kind of game. And then that that felt like a Super Bowl type win. Something about the Bengals, something about the Bengals defense. I am confident that if the Bengals take the lead with 13 seconds left, that they will not kick the ball out of the end zone and they will make 
the return team for the Chiefs at least take two or three seconds off the clock by doing some little squib or pooch kick. You know, I just I don't think they're going to make the same mistakes. It's really going to depend on their defensive line because Chris Jones and those guys are coming. They put a lot of heat on Josh Allen last week. Their right tackle was getting abused in that game. So I like the Bengals to win in a close one relatively high scoring. I think that 54 number felt really good to me. I thought it would be right in right around there. So I like the Bengals in the close one and I like Joe Burrow to he'll be, he'll be the flavor of next week. They'll be calling him Michael Jordan. Hey, I told you, uh, I told you after that first, that first game that they won, I said, they're going to the AFC championship at least was what I said. So they didn't have a lot of adversity in their way. Titans didn't play great. They had the Raiders. This is their first sign of adversity. And it's a team that I think they have a little bit of a mental advantage over because they already beat them. And I could potentially see coming off that big win, that team having a little bit of a Kansas City only scored three points in the second half of that game in week 17. The Bengals have a, have a pretty good defense. Okay. That's good. I like that. We picked the opposite sides there. 49ers at Rams, Rams minus three and a half. Who you got? Uh, yeah, I'm going with the home team, the better quarterback. It's been my strategy for this playoffs. I'm going to stick to it. Not much to say here. Uh, I just think that, you know, the, the Rams, I, I don't think this is a shoe in. I don't think first. I mean, we just saw this game in week 18 and uh, the 49ers won. So I, I'm not I'm not I'm not going for sure here on. Um, I'm not saying it's it's locked up. It's it's Rams Rams Chiefs in the Super Bowl. I I could see either of these teams winning. I just think that, you know, Garoppolo, he threw three balls that should have been picked off and returned to the house last week, and all three were dropped. It's rare that you see that in one, you know, one whole, like, playoff run, let alone in in one game. So I just think that stuff like that is going to run out. I do like the Rams defense a little bit more than the Packers defense. And Aaron Donald hasn't played great against the Niners in their first two matchups. So, I think that that works out for the, in, the, in the Rams' favor because I think that you know it's going to be hard to keep him down and to, to like make him play subpar football for three straight games. Now Shanahan is a good coach; he obviously game plans uh, and attacks their defense in a way that they don't defend well. I saw a graph today that the two, you know, the one area of the field that they they struggle with was right in the middle, and that in the two games playing them. San Francisco had attacked the middle of the field better than any other game that they had played this year. So, I, I mean, it's going to be a good game. I, I don't think we're going to get, you know, a shootout or anything. I mean, it's just Garoppolo is not going to allow for it. it. But I just trust the Rams a little bit more. I just want to say I also do not trust the Rams, but I trust the Rams a little bit more. Yeah, but the Niners have Green Bay's number in the playoffs, and the Niners just kind of have the Rams number in general. I think they've beaten them like six or seven times in a row. So... The- I no the Rams the Rams beat them earlier this year thirty one ten no they did no San Francisco oh, yeah, you're right. won that game right, thirty one right, ten right. yeah 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 you know how it works sometimes there's just these matchups that are out there that teams just can't really overcome I think the Rams want to be in the type of game that they were in last week with Tampa where it's sort of the shootout I think the Niners are going to do the thing that they do and kind of draw it out and do the Debo stuff and run the the action, the sweep actions and all that with their wide receivers. And, you know, Garoppolo make a throw here and a throw there. And I just I don't anticipate that they're going to have to 
they're not going to have to get into a situation that they did in week 18 where Garoppolo had to lead them down the field and they and they kicked the field goal to win or, or went to overtime and, and won, right? I think that they're going to be able to control the game. Their defense is a lot better than Tampa Bay's. Tampa Bay's sort of defense being back was a little bit of smoke and mirrors from the week before to what it was last week. Banged up O-line. I, I, yeah, banged up O-line. I think they're going to focus on Cooper Cup in a way that, you know, that every team probably should. Like, if I am a team going into this game, I'm going to say, I'm going to let Odell or Van Jefferson beat me. I'm not going to let Cooper Cup be the guy that, you know, goes off for – you know, a hundred and whatever and two touchdowns and obviously the biggest play of the season. So I like the 49ers. I like them pretty convincingly. I, I like both road teams and I like a repeat of, I think it's maybe a four, like around a 40 year anniversary of when the Bengals and the 49ers played in the Super Bowl. I like to see a repeat. And let me say one more thing. I don't think the Rams are doing themselves any justice by trying to lock 49ers players out of being able to get tickets. That's incredibly whack. That's just added motivation for that team. Like you're doing everything you can, like canceling orders. If, if the zip code on the credit card on the billing address is not, is outside of LA, like we're canceling it. Like that is, that's, that's terrible. That is that is one of the worst things I've ever seen. Sean McVay immediately going on social media or, you know, in, in his postgame press conference talking about, you know, not wanting 49ers fans at the stadium. It's just that whole thing is a little bit frustrating. I think it's added motivation for the for the Niners. I think if I'm Kyle Shanahan, they're scared of you. They're scared of your fans. You know what I mean? Like and uh, anyways, I like the Bengals. I like the 49ers. Let's see what happens. I like your winless streak to continue. So I got one more thing that I want to talk about before we wrap up the show. And and you can provide insight if you want to, but this is sort of a little soapbox that I want to get on. We've talked about baseball three or four times on this show and in the three years that we've been doing or two and a half, almost three years that we've been doing it. And this will be the last time we ever talk about baseball on the show again. I am disgusted with the voters of the baseball hall of fame. I am disgusted by the commissioner of baseball to not have Pete Rose or Barry Bonds in the hall of fame is it's an absolute travesty. It's a museum. They received a lot of backlash more this time than they have in the past. But for him to only get 65% of the vote after being on the ballot for 10 years, to blame it on steroids, and then to allow a player like David Ortiz, who never played a position, Barry Bonds was a gold glover. I mean, he had a 40-40 season. Nowhere near. I mean, Barry Bonds is one of the top five players of all time. To have a guy like David Ortiz, I'm not saying that David Ortiz is not a Hall of Famer, but to make the conscious decision to vote David Ortiz into the Hall of Fame and not vote Barry Bonds in the Hall of Fame when there are allegations of steroid use against David Ortiz as well. When they did sort of the spring training um, pop testing in 2003, David Ortiz was one of the players' names on the list that had tested positive for an illegal substance. So basically what happened is the is the writers 
in baseball who vote on the Hall of Fame decided that they don't like Barry Bonds and they aren't going to put him in the Hall of Fame. And I know it doesn't matter to baseball, even though it should, because I am baseball's prime demographic right now. I used to watch baseball every single day when I was a kid. When the Indians were on TV, they're now the Guardians. When the Indians were on the TV, when I was growing up, you would go from house to house with your friends. Everywhere you would go, the ball game would be on. It would either be on the radio or on the TV. I will never watch baseball again. I don't care if the Guardians are in the playoffs, in the World Series, I haven't watched a game of baseball for the last two years. I will not watch a game of baseball ever again. I am disgusted by everything that has transpired, and that's it. This will be the last time that we ever talk about baseball on this show. Barry Bonds was on my Mount Rushmore. He will continue to be on my Mount Rushmore. He doesn't need to be in the fake Baseball Hall of Fame because, in my opinion, the Baseball Hall of Fame doesn't stand for anything because the best players aren't in there. Well said. So for all you pop culture lovers out there, nerds, don't forget Zero Dark Nerdy. That's another podcast that we are affiliated with. It's on the Believe Podcast Network. Check it out. They're doing a lot of great things over there. Follow them on social media at Zero Dark Nerdy on Facebook, on Instagram. They're at ZDN underscore podcast. Don't forget about us either at WC Sports Pod, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, like, follow, and subscribe. We are available on all your favorite streaming platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere that you can find podcasts, you can find us. We are also available on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Check us out today at Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V. And as always, we are presented by the one and only BetOnline.ag. With that, we love you and enjoy your lives. Free Barry Bonds. Somebody suck me. For listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.